San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. Announcer and producer coming to you live from KFMB with 50,000 watts of power heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. There's an app for 760 KFMB if you care to hear us on one of your devices with that. We're uh, at iymoney.com. All these podcasts are there commercial free and we're free on iTunes as well. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinary. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He's a best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, how are you tonight? Enjoying the air conditioning in the studio. Yes. Continued heat wave in San Diego. Yeah. I was swimming in the ocean with my wife this (laughs) afternoon. 74 degree water. Isn't that crazy? Bathing suits only, you know, no wetsuits required. So warm. I saw some notes about the El Nino. They say that uh, the water is the warmest since 1931. It's uh, the warmest in my lifetime here. So get your canoes ready. They say it's supposed to be a lot of rain. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. Yeah, how how well that. it comes to pass or not. So, but anyway, a couple of things happened this week. Well, several big things. Uh, but uh, I, I got to hear Lieutenant uh, Governor Gavin Newsom speak uh, on Monday at a nice, uh, somewhat semi-private dinner. And he knows every. I asked him to speak about water and pensions, and boy, he can he can go for an hour on each. So uh, he knows these these things intimately. So, uh, and I'm not sure who's running water and pensions. We don't have enough of either. Yeah, but the election's not till 2018. So uh, you know, hang on to your hats. We have other elections to worry about before that. And uh, a couple corrections. We had the famous chicken on, as you know, a couple weeks ago, right, Richard? The famous San Diego chicken. Yes, yes. And uh, I said his court case went all the way to the Supreme Court of California. Now, maybe Ted wasn't paying attention, but from what I've been able to determine, it, it, he lost that trial here in San Diego. And then on appeal, uh, the Fourth Circuit ruled in his favor. You know, they, I guess there was an injunction. They, they, they wanted to ban him from wearing a, co- a chicken costume anywhere, anytime, you know, the station. And then... Uh, the, the Court of Appeals said, well, you can't get that, uh, you know. That yeah, people oppressive. should be allowed to wear chicken costumes would, anywhere they want to at any take, time. Just think or what, turkey costumes. Just think if the court, Like I do on yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to make 20,000 appearances now, too, Rick. No, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and also we had Dick Gutman on, the famous uh, legendary Hollywood press agent. And I mentioned that his wife's name was G- uh, Gisela, but it's, uh, G- it's actually Gisela. So I wanted to correct that. And there you go. But as far as historic events this week, Richard, the passing of the the legendary Yogi Berra, 90 years old, got to meet him in 03 briefly in in Palm Springs. Um, I think he played in more World Series than... 75. Yeah, any of them. But this guy's got more rings. More rings. He has 10 as a player and three as a manager or coach. He's in the Hall uh, of Fame. Yeah. It was was kind of upsetting. He went, you know, he finished with the Yankees and uh, as a player became a manager. And then uh, was Steinbrenner the owner then? And I guess he he lost in the World Series and they threw him out. Goes to the Mets and as a coach, I believe. And that's when they had the Miracle Mets 69, right? Miracle Mets were 69, and then, yeah. of course, he later, I think he managed but the I think Mets he, after Gil Hodges. Yeah, but he got yeah. three three more rings. So he's right. got 13 World Series rings. He didn't even have enough fingers. So <laughs> Put him on his toes. The next guy closest is, is DiMaggio with nine, by the way. Look yeah. that up. So, And, of course, the historic week, the first pope in history of the world. There's been 2,000. Actually, he's pope number 266 in 2,000 years. I looked this up. 
Uh, there's been four popes that visited the United States, but this is the first pope that ever spoke to Congress. So that's very historic, I would say. That was right? a neat thing. Yeah. And then the U.N. speech I thought was even a little more poignant mm-hmm. and detailed. So, And there you go. And the other item is the new Trader Joe's just opened in Pacific Beach at Garnet and Inger. Beautiful, spacious store. Check it out. Because <laughs> with all the other stores closing, you know, people need a place to shop, right? Well, especially in Pacific Beach. Yeah, I'm talking about Hagen. You know, that whole thing went down. Oh, what a disaster, yeah. that acquisition from yeah. Bonds and Safeway. We have to do a show on that. So. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, we probably shouldn't delay anymore because we have two, not one, but two live guests with us tonight and uh, sponsors the show, full disclosure. We love them. They love us. We love what they do. But the Senior Vice President of Hub International is with us, Neil Staley. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you. And also the West Region Director for Health and Performance at Hub International, uh, your your cohort, uh, Jen Martinson. Hi, Jen. It's great to be here. Excellent, excellent. Jen, I think this is Jen's first radio show, by the way. Yes, well, it is. Okay. Can you tell? No, she's going to okay. do just fine, just fine. You speak to take a deep breath. You're doing great, Richard. She handles clients with company, you know, employees up to ten thousand people. I know. So I'm sure you've done. We're, some, we're small potatoes. You here. do a little public speaking, right? I Jen? do. Oh. I do. Just not with a microphone in front of my face. Well, it's, just, it's a lot easier. It's not a room full of people screaming and yelling or whatever. But, but Neil, uh, Neil, you've been on before. Yes. We're going to spend more time on Jen, so I'm apologizing in advance, but tell us a little bit about your background, your history, and what you're doing with with what used to be known as Mars Maddox, now Hub International, and then we're going to get to Jen. Right. Yes. Born, uh, I, born and raised San Diego, right? Born and raised San Diego. I uh, come from a farming background. I'm the only yeah. one that escaped farming. So <laughs> I, I actually I actually come from a, a large family of seven children, and my brothers still operate the, uh, the family farm, Stanley Farms Organics. Speaking of stores, I think you just opened one in Kensington, right? We just about right. to. I think yeah. they're getting real close. That's like going to be a big deal. One of his brothers is always at, of course, um, the Big Berry Dinner that you cover, that yes. we cover on our show. That's, That's right. That's right. The, yeah, Berry Good Night. Mm-hmm. Berry right. Good. Yep, yep. Yeah, so um, been about a year, Richard, since uh, we, we were acquired by Hub International, and it's been a great year. We're coming up on our anniversary here on, on October 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to add some great things to our kind of quiver, if you will. Uh, one of them being who's here today, which is our health and performance division. Uh, and Jen Martinson happens to be the West Region Director, which is great because um, we can bring them in. We were we were doing uh, this type of thing when we were Mars Maddox, but now we're doing it a lot better. Mm-hmm. And we actually have people that know what they're doing uh, that we bring in. Uh, we don't we, we don't have to bring in uh, you know other people outside folks. We do use some outside vendors for for purposes of technology, but uh, for the most part, we have it all in house now. So mm-hmm. that's great. And your specialty is on the healthcare side, correct? Which, given recent developments in healthcare reform, has probably kept you pretty busy. That's right. Yeah. So I, I basically what we are is consultants in the employee benefits arena. So we help people put together their health plans, place their insurance, and then manage their benefits throughout the year. And health and performance has become a big factor because you know when you're when you're talking about an expense that's a number two expense typically behind payroll, um, you want to. Um, have it be communicated and engage your employees in the best possible way you can. And that's why we bring in Jen's team. And, and Neil, you're a U.S. We should give a plug to the University of San Diego. Yeah, our, all guests are either University <laughs> California of San Diego or University of San Diego. Just yeah. kidding. Not all. But or many. know somebody who, are, you exactly. know, whatever. But uh, class, we control of what, the class, town. Of 80, class of 87. And uh, my daughter is there and all my money's going there right now, too. <laughs> exactly. so. Richard was class of 80. Class so, of 80, so correct. There you go. Right. But maybe we should talk to Jen a little bit now because she's into the healthcare and performance uh, uh, specialty. And where'd you grow up and go to school, Jen? I went to the University of Oregon, who is playing right now. So oh go Ducks, beat Utah. The <laughs> <laughs> Utes against the Ducks. Uh, there you go. So um, 
How long have you been in, how'd you get into the whole insurance arena or wellness arena? I started originally on the employee benefit side and Mm -hmm. really started in the wellness space or health and performance space about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. I fell into it, even though I was an exercise science major. I started working for another local company that is a vendor that actually performs the programs to improve employee health. Started there 12 years ago and have continued to grow upon that. It's a personal passion of mine. Mm-hmm. I love getting involved with the employees and, and helping support them through their employers. And you exercise regularly, right? I do. <laughs> I, I have to walk the talk, right? Yes, you do. <laughs> were, were you with Marsmatics when Hub acquired them, or were you with another acquisition of Hub? I was also at an acquisition here locally in San Diego. We were acquired almost three years ago. And okay. so I have been. What, what with was Hub the name of that company? Intercare Insurance. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Well, maybe we should tell. I mean, Hub has grown so exponentially here. Maybe we, uh, maybe Neil can give us a, a thumbnail. Yeah, this sketch. is not a local sponsor. Right. They Joe. started this is in, international. Yeah, they started in Canada, but I mean, they've got offices all over the world. How many offices now, Neil? Yeah, I think it's up to about three hundred forty, right, Jen? I, and they've all been by acquisitions. Didn't mm-hmm. start till really the late nineties. Uh, but and you're one of the ten largest companies in your space in the world, right? We are. We are. I believe it's number nine right now. Number nine. So, okay. Yeah. When you're number nine, you try harder. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and they just started, I think, in 98. So this has been pretty spectacular growth. Yeah. Uh, they're headquartered in Chicago on LaSalle Street, mm-hmm. yeah, which is a big business area. By the way, the Cubs made the playoffs today. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yesterday, I guess they backed or yesterday, in. yesterday, right? yeah. I don't know, sometime. They didn't win, I guess, the Giants lost. Which, yeah, exactly. Uh, which means the Dodgers are in, right? The Dodgers are in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if the Cubs were in our division, they, they'd be in first place. So exactly. It shows yeah. how good our division is. But anyway. We digress. <laughs> so ninth largest in the world, and I know Hub has been on an acquisition um, path over the last couple three years, adding tremendous resources. That's right. They uh, they acquire. That's how they grow. Is is primarily you know not only by organic growth. We're definitely in an organic mode, but we do a lot of acquisitions. We being the company, um, and they add a lot of resources. We've you know from the tech technology standpoint, you know the health performance mm-hmm. uh, technology has been a real big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're number one in the world in, in total written premiums, right? Among independent prom. But um, so how many how many um, agencies do they have now? I mean, they've, they're, they're, it's about three hundred and forty. Three forty, and yeah. then and are they in every state or uh, pretty much? I believe they're in every state. I think the one that they're not is in Hawaii. So I'm I'm looking to move over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are they in, are they in Canada? Go for some still? cooler weather. Are they uh, internet? I mean, they're in other countries yes. too. Yeah, you have Canada for sure. Yeah. Wow. Un- unbelievable. Well, if you go to hubinternational.com, folks, you could you can read all these statistics right there in, uh, in their history and timeline and everything else. It's 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 pretty amazing. So and they went public. Uh, they're publicly traded, right? Uh, no, actually, they went public at one time, but then they came back, and now we're private equity uh, uh, owned. So, okay. Yeah. That's even better, I think. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know. We like it. <laughs> Well, you get these people, you know, trying to control the board of directors. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a headache. You know, exactly. it's, it's a lot, it's a lot hurting cats, right? Yes. So, um, anyway. Neil, Neil, briefly, uh, Hub acquired Mars Maddox here in San Diego, which was a long time insurance agency. Can you do a 30-second history on Mars Maddox? Sure. Uh, Mars Maddox was uh, owned by two brothers and a sister, uh, Dick Mars, Dan Mars, and Nancy Maddox. And... Um, in 1991, they started their company. They're actually third generation, though mm-hmm. insurance folks. They still we still have accounts that there were there were grant their grandfather had, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and we actually, um, you know, uh, I opened up the employee benefit side of that in 1993. Just a couple of years after they opened, they were strictly property and casualty, and then 
rest is history. Wow. How do you like that? <laughs> Time flies. Yes. Well, Dan, I think we, we should take our little break right about now, and we'll come right back with uh, more from Hub International with Jen Martinson and Neil Staley. Hang on. We are back. I think we're back. Are we we back, are back. Dan? All right, Dan. Hit that button, my man. Anyway, we're back with uh, Jen Martinson and Neil Staley, both of Hub International, longtime professionals in the industry, and we're going to talk about insurance, health insurance, employee benefits, and all that. So, Richard, where do you want to go? We want to go to health and performance. Uh-huh. Because... Well, we happen to have the Western Regional Director for Hum Hub International here. Right, because lack of health and lack of performance is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. so, Jen... Uh, you contact companies, they contact you. Uh, they range in size from 50 to 10,000 employees, right? Yeah, we work with Hub International employee benefits clients. Mm-hmm. And so we work together with that team to create a strategy to collectively help that employer focus on whatever goals they're hoping to accomplish from a cost-saving perspective. So let's say you go into a, a high-tech company where everybody's really out of shape. <laughs> they all sit behind computers all day long. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watched the Stanford course, not to digress, but it's, it's on point, though. Uh, there's a course on entrepreneurship and Peter Thiel and all these guys. And I noticed one thing, boy, they uh, they are, all have a little weight. I don't know about Peter so much, but uh, tw- I watched this class at Stanford, and they're all, you know, I think out of shape. It's obvious. And you can't get away from hearing that on the news, on the television, to hear the latest statistics about mm-hmm. how our culture and is getting less healthy day by day. And it's also affecting health insurance, the affordability of health insurance in our country. And mm-hmm. so it is front of mind of all employers to try and support that and do yeah. what they can because it's directly impacting their bottom line not only from a health insurance perspective, but also how productive they are. Are they actually coming into work? And how engaged are they when they are there from nine to five? Well, you're too young to remember, but I think, you know, the first quantum, I think it hit the corporate world. We had Dr. Victor DeNoble on here with tobacco. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, never was a big deal because I guess you had the powers that be wanted to advertise. He was the guy who took down Philip Morris. Yeah. But in the late 80s, finally, we started banning it. I never thought in my life they'd ban it in restaurants and in bars and whatever, but, uh, you know, you're too young, I know. But um, anyway, I thought the corporate world finally said, gee, you know what? If our, if our employees don't smoke, they might be less absenteeism, you know, more product productivity, you know, less health, you know, less cancer. Hello. Exactly. Right? And it's still a focus of a lot of employers to put in different policies or even premium differentials. So charging employees that smoke a little bit more on their health care insurance. Mm-hmm. But I think the new trend is even moving towards the potato chips and the soda oh, and yeah. all of Sugar. the other things that are the new yeah. uh, cigarettes, if well, you will. Well, is that reflected in your premium now? Is is this going on in the, you know, do they take a health profile from somebody and, and penalize them financially? I think that's a good idea. Or incentivize them to, to lose weight or get Ten healthy. Ten cents per chip. <laughs> <laughs> that's the penalty. I mean, is that, because is, 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 it is, is. That, is that going It is effect? definitely a direction. Good. I mean, there are some compliance issues that you need to work around, but absolutely employers are starting to communicate to their employees if you want these benefits you need to adhere to these certain programs or at least progress towards trying to make better health choices Keep your body mass index under well, 30 I, I know least, um, right? exactly <laughs> i know a lot of the um, teams that come out and run my oceanside turkey trot neil knows this jen probably doesn't but i'm the co-founder of the oceanside turkey trot so we're expecting about eighteen thousand people over thanksgiving morning but a lot of the teams that run come from our sponsors which are companies or just come from companies that aren't sponsors that actually have um, incentives for 
their employees to pull together a team to come out and not only run our event, but but also during the course of the year, do things together that involves mm-hmm. walking, running, and other fitness-related activities. To, you know, maybe every Friday riding your bike to work. <clears throat> Although here in San Diego, that's pretty dangerous, <laughs> even though it's theoretically good for your health. But does that reflect, I mean, it's the dollars and cents of it, Richard, I mean, does that reflect it in the... You know your insurance costs uh, from an employer and employee standpoint. Well, I think from the so, employer standpoint, they have so employees maybe, who are more engaged, less absent, and when they're present, they're more present. If you know what I mean. So maybe maybe Jen can address that. Yeah, okay. it, it really runs the entire spectrum. Where it could be something as small as just a gift card or some type a day off of work, for example, but it goes to the very end of the spectrum where they are doing premium differentials Mm -hmm. and there is some limitation it can only be 30 percent of premium that they can make that incentive or disincentive based on health choices but absolutely employers are trying to incorporate anything from tobacco to engaging in those types of programs but 30 percent of premium is is significant yeah it it can and i think what joe is asking is is what you know from the carrier perspective are you actually seeing where they we can get you can get discounts um, from a standpoint, and it's it's usually over, and I'll let Jen talk to us a little bit, but it depends on the size of the client. Um, smaller clients, uh, you know, up to about 250 or 300 employees, you don't have a lot of um, wherewithal from the standpoint of directly mm-hmm. impacting premiums. You can a little bit, but not very much. As you grow, then you can actually directly impact premiums by having over, say, a three-year period, uh, you know, a downtrend in, in uh, the chronic diseases. Mm, okay. And to follow up on that, even some of the carriers are embedding funds for the employer to invest in wellness programming as part of their premium package. So mm. they are giving it back to the employer to invest in programs to support and engage employee health. Excellent. Excellent. So, so one of the key things, though, to make this work would be, um, I guess you would say, buy-in and support from senior leadership of companies, correct? Exactly. Really, a program cannot be successful if the company doesn't believe in it and it isn't part of their core goal structure. If mm-hmm. the senior leaders don't believe in it and even the middle managers to really understand the value and what they will get out of it at the end of the day to encourage their employees to engage, really, the program will fall flat. So, so that's so, an initial step. So, so how do you help employers embed this into their culture? I mean, obviously saying, well, you're going to save money or your employees might be more productive is, is neat. But, but what, what other things can you do to try to embed it into culture? The number one thing that we can do is understand that employer and what struggles they're having, what they want to accomplish, and create a one- to three-year strategy. Really, these programs can't be just thrown up against the wall Mm -hmm. and hoping they work. We really need to be strategic, as we would with any other business initiative, and they have to be bought into the process. It's only so much that we can do from a consultative supportive Mm -hmm. perspective. They need to be engaged in the process. But, I mean, if you get an employee guy or gal who's, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, has never exercised in 30 years, uh, I mean, what do you do with them, you know? (laughs) And and wouldn't you love if we could just encourage everybody to get out and eat healthy and exercise every day? walking, for gosh sakes, right? Right, right. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is not everyone is ready. You just want to create a culture where mm-hmm. they are enticed to do the right thing, mm-hmm. uh, that they feel a part of their work site. They feel engaged in the work that they do every day. About, they trust their employer. How about a walk break? I remember I used to work yeah. at another uh, TV station in town and uh, had a meeting with the GM and, and uh, we were going to meet in his office. He goes, yeah, let's, we went outside. We'll walk. We grabbed the apples. Let's walk around the building. You know, we had our meeting, a walking meeting around the building. I mean, how cool was that? 
We so. even had a client that instituted recess where 15 minutes <laughs> once a week they mm-hmm. go out and they have recess. Yeah, it, it's just ball. encouraging. Wiffle exactly. Ball. Or wiffle ball or there's a big bouncy red or balls. Or dodgeball's even better, right? Like Will Ferrell or somebody, you know. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to wear a helmet. We, we have to be concerned about safety yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, think, otherwise the worker comp rates go up, right? Yes. Exactly. We have to work together. But you do save clients a lot of money and I hope we can save some time to get into that because, I mean, the bottom line is the cost and we could talk, maybe we could talk a little bit about the whole healthcare environment and what's going on, you know, in Washington, et cetera. There's some people upset and some people are not. And I'd love to get your take on it from your your, your standpoint. So uh, when we, we should do that sometime during the show, don't you think, Richard? Yeah, what I'd like to talk about, though. So what you're saying is you got a obviously to the break, though, buy-in right? from senior leadership is key. But, but you're saying you can't just throw things against the wall and hope they stick. So you're saying you actually have to... Develop programs, which means strategy, tactics, timeframes in which these things are implemented. What collecting data, measuring results and performance or lack of performance, accountability. Exactly, we need to do some type of assessment, gather data on the front end, understanding what the client goals are, make implement programs as a result, but then see how successful we were in that program planning, and mm-hmm. then adjust accordingly. So it really is a cyclical process. And I want so, to get into, yeah, the technology too is coming on. I just saw, t- you know, the Fitbit things that you're wearing mm-hmm. your wrist, and uh, I know there's there's some programming now that uh, they don't want people, they want people eating in the shorter, shorter window of time. There's some apps or some technology about that, so, you know, maybe you, you do you offer any of that to your client? Anything you want to track, you can with uh, the, in, uh, the additions of technology. So really for clients, I think the question earlier about technology companies, those type of activity devices, tracking on a website, accumulating points, embedding that social component, that is what employees are mm. employees want and employers are moving towards. Wonderful. Well, we've got to take our little break right now, but we'll come right back for the new store, sports and weather with Neil Staley and Jen Martinson from Hub International. Hang on. All right, we are back with the second half of the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And now over to Richard to thank our sponsors. A big thank you, as always, maybe multiple thank yous to our sponsors. Uh, UBS with Michael Carancha and Drew Friedis. Couldn't do it without UBS. In fact, I think Drew's coming down for some meetings. I'm going to see him soon. Our favorite CPAs on the planet, there's actually two different groups of CPAs. We've got Signature Analytics with Jason Kruger, CPA, by far and away. The best CFO services firm here on the West Coast with offices in about five cities along the West Coast. And Denver, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Denver's, yeah, quasi-West Coast. Okay. Okay. If California falls into the ocean, it'll definitely be West Coast. <laughs> Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos. They just got through the September 15th deadline. Now working on October 15th, but great CPA firm, Don Epic and Paul Polito CPAs. Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group, by far and away the best business valuation firm in the country, helping business owners understand the risks that drive the values of their businesses. You reduce that risk, you increase that value, and Carl has a really cool book coming out. Check out thinkbrg.com. Also, Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives. Joel's company helps real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, with all this money you save with Brenda Geiger and Joel Grushkin, how about, I mean, with Joel Grushkin and Carl Sheeler, how about Brenda Geiger and the Geiger Law Office? Brenda specializes in estate planning and asset protection, and she, along with David Fries, attorney at law, also have a really cool new book out. Check out geigerlawoffice.net for more information on that. Next week's guest, Lane Elliott with California Republic Bank. California Republic Bank specializes in working with wealthy families 
and family offices that own real estate and private equity interests with offices here regionally in Southern California. Our guest tonight, formerly Mars Maddox, now Hub International, best employee benefits an HR firm on the planet. And I'm not going to talk too much about them since the whole show was about them. <laughs> the LG experience in the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. We have a big event coming up at lovely Omni La Costa on November 2, 3, and 4. Thanksgiving week, when I got my Oceanside turkey trot going on, I don't have enough to do. So we're also bringing women's professional tennis back to San Diego, actually Carlsbad, at the Park Hyatt Aviara that week. We have a large WTA, Women's Tennis Association, event that week mm-hmm. there. So check out cldclassic.com, cldclassic.com. And last but not least, Paul Hines with Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. And Paul, of course, heads up the endfinancialabuse.org project here in San Diego, helping to prevent elder financial abuse and a big thank you to courtney lover at pop x graphics who maintains our website where our listeners can learn a lot of really cool things right joe absolutely if uh you get over to iymoney.com and get your cursor on the sponsor tab there's a drop down menu there and you can click on any one or all of them and i know i say it every week but i know they've worked been working with richard for many many years with great success in in some cases pushing 30 years (laughs) (laughs) don't want to admit it but supposed to tell the truth on air so we do yeah and also for the benefit of our listeners there's a guest list there we have all our guests going back to october of 2011 and they're all alphabetized so including they're chronological some, they're alphabetized and i think soon to be under categories of either finance or life actually she has a general is interest, it up now okay, yeah cool. financial guests and general interest guests so, there we go so anywhere anyone from Irwin jacobs to the famous chicken as a matter of fact before you got in the studio when when ted was here he he went through that list and he said boy you guys have an impressive list of guests it's the who's who yeah yeah who else has done an hour with dick enberg and the chicken and and all these billy jean king billy jean don king. rickles and dickie smothers and yeah. sherry Arison. dickie smothers that was a great show oh man funny. chancellor of ucsd pradeep kosla i mean it's just it's a real potpourri of uh, of excellent stuff there so but back to our excellent guests who are in studio. Absolutely. So, Jen, tell us how you can save a lot of money for really big companies. You got a case study you can share? I do. We have worked with several companies in San Diego, specifically in coordination with our employee benefits professionals like Neil. And what we do is really understand what they're trying to achieve. And we had a client out of Orange County, actually, that was looking to make a lot of changes, wanted to change their employee benefits plan that they were offering to employees, but were also struggling with some morale concerns. They had recently undergone significant layoffs and wanted to be sure that they were communicating this in the correct way to really make the employees feel comfortable. And so in coordination with the health and performance team, they did make some significant employee benefits changes, but implemented a program where employees could earn points for participating in different activities and programs on the website. And through that, really engage the employees in a positive way. So they were able to save over $900 million in one year. 900 million or 900,000? I'm sorry, 900,000. $900 million, we would really... Be gonna, impressive. Well, well, the, Everyone would be knocking down. Nine hundred million. You wouldn't be working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but according to my research, a million one point five six million the first year, right? Because I guess their plans changed around and everything. Exactly, and and so because of that, not only did they save money, but the employees were happy and engaged as a result. So it really was a win-win scenario. Hmm. 
And that's a pretty big, 600 employees, right? Pretty big, pretty big company. You know what I really think the coolest thing about this? Is we, we, we've had guests on who talk about um, what we call sustainability initiatives as they relate to business. Sometimes it's called conscious capitalism. Sometimes it's called business on purpose or business with a purpose. But what you do there really fits, I think, that genre of, of businesses becoming much more engaged in their community and their world as opposed to merely, you know, what's return on investment. So, so where and how exactly is the money saved? Is it on the premium? Is it uh, uh, in the network of provider costs, or uh, how? How is it? How that do... savings that we illustrated with that client was in premium savings, but mm-hmm. really, when you're looking at the holistic impact, when you're looking at productivity, leaving employees being absent from the work site, which you're calling absenteeism or turnover, all of those costs can be rolled up into the overall savings that an employer can. Well, well, isn't turnover just just a huge, huge drain on on companies? Absolutely. The cost of recruiting a new employee, training someone can be extremely costly. And really studies have shown that employers that focus on employee health have a higher likelihood of retaining their employees and the employees being actually engaged when they are at work. And that's really what every employer is striving for. Human capital is their number one investment. Mm -hmm. So making sure your employees are happy and healthy. Yeah. So, Neil, you've been in the business like, what, 27 years or so, something like that? right around that. So, obviously an expert and a veteran. But uh, how has the industry changed from when you started to now, and where do you see it going? Well, you know, it's funny. uh, What I say is I used to be an insurance agent. Then I was uh, kind of a, a consultant, business consultant in the employee benefits world, and now I'm a compliance officer. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and I because we do spend a lot of time on keeping people compliant too. That's one of our big things. But um, being able to bring in other resources like Jen's team um, helps us, uh, you know, be the best possible business partner to the to the client. But because it's such a high cost item. You know, like the human capital, the the benefits are such a high cost item. We really have to be, you know, working with the the client on a on a daily basis. I always say about ten percent of what I do is actually place the insurance coverage. The other ninety percent is everything else we do. Mm-hmm. You know, throughout. But the why year. why is healthcare going up so much? I'm obviously. No one in in public office wants to legislate uh, increased costs for healthcare, right. but it's gone up pretty exponentially, right? In certain areas, and in uh, it has you know. it has. But I will say, on the large group market, so large group is any employer over a hundred employees now. Starting in two thousand sixteen, it used to be fifty, but in two thousand sixteen, it's going to be a hundred. Mm-hmm. I would say in that in that market, actually, it's leveling off. We've seen a lot of good renewals coming mm-hmm. in, and we're seeing a lot of effect on uh, what we're doing in the in the health and performance area. And we're seeing, uh, you know, a little bit of a, I wouldn't say, you know, we're, we're seeing too many uh, negative uh, increases, but we're seeing uh, much smaller increases. Mm-hmm. The rate more, of increase is going. More, yeah. more in line with the, you know, the consumer price index, you know. But, but given how new all of these changes are, I mean, it would obviously take time for the markets to stabilize, right? Yeah, exactly. It will take time, and especially with the changes in the small group market. The small group yeah. market is, is, is in very much in turmoil because we're going from being you know, having age-banded rates where ages where rates are based on, a, you know, um, age ranges from 20 to 29, 30 to 39, and yeah. so forth. Now we're going to an age rate where every single age has its own rate. Everything's being pulled in. So you're taking all those employers between 50 and 100 employees, which we have a lot of sophisticated employers here in town, biotech yeah. firms, and they're being put in into a whole different pool of employers. So that's changing it. They think their rates are going up, which they are. 
their rates are going up, but they're being put into a whole different pool, and this and the risk has to be spread mm-hmm. wider. And then, like you're saying, Richard, over time that will level out. Mm-hmm. But we're already kind of leveling out on the large group side, if if you will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. Interesting. Makes well, sense. Well, Dan, let's take our break right now because I want to save enough time for the last segment. So we'll be right back with Neil Staley and Jen Martinson from Hub International right after this. Stay tuned. All right, we are back in the home stretch of It's Your Money and Your Life with our guest, special guest, Senior Vice President of the Benefits Division of Hub International, Neil Staley, and Jen Martinson, who happens to be the West Region Director of and specializing in health and performance at the same company, Hub International. So, Richard, what poignant points can we make in the home stretch? Well, I was, I was talking a little bit about sustainability initiatives and conscious capitalism and so on. So, Jen, are, are there savvy companies out there that are using things like these programs that help? employees have better lives, for example, in recruiting and, and retention? That is definitely the trend and the direction we're seeing a lot of employers moving towards. I think wellness really traditionally was more focused on physical activity and nutrition, and we're now seeing companies being interested in supporting the whole employee. And I think a, a company that's notable that's focused on this for a while is someone like Google, who really wants to have a holistic experience for their employee and focusing on all dimensions of supporting that individual from encouraging purpose, involvement in purpose, uh, social engagements, even their financial wellness, and really trying to offer programs that will support them. They say meditation is pretty powerful stuff, right? Yeah, right? Well, it depends what you're thinking about, Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, visualization and starting your day through meditation is one of the most powerful and important things you can do for your health. And mm-hmm. so really, we are even seeing apps that employers will promote for their employees to get on there and start their day with, with meditation or even meditating Three during minutes, the breathing, site. all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? I mean... Uh, so you guys have a cool slide, I don't know if it's on your website, or but I found it somewhere. You list purpose, social, financial, community, and physical, which actually a lot of the things we talk about here on this show, Joe, is being components of wealth, because mm-hmm. if you lack these things, it's hard to be truly wealthy, even if you've got your health is your piles wealth. and I piles mean. of money. So purpose, liking what you do each day and being motivated to achieve your goals. Yeah, I mean, I think clearly people who are purpose-driven tend to enjoy life more than people who are just sort of wandering around loose. I hate that word driven, Richard. I know, but, but I mean, <laughs> I you know, know have, have something, a higher purpose than just right. you know, schlepping off to the office every day. Right. Social, having supportive relationships and love in your life. Um, you know, businesses are very social, social places, right? And that's where an individual spends a majority of their day. They spend more time with their coworkers than they do with their own family. So recognizing from the employer's perspective that your employee may be interested in engaging with a turkey trot, for example, mm-hmm. or being involved in an Earth Day event. Well, well specifically the Oceanside mm-hmm. turkey trot. Exactly. <laughs> Is there any other? There isn't, no. <laughs> so, and then financial, managing uh, your economic life to reduce stress and in Increase security. Obviously, if you have uh, employees, team members who are having financial difficulties, it probably is going to impact um, their performance in the workplace. And I think that's one of the largest trends I've seen lately. Recently, for the last six months, I've probably been approached by eight different financial wellness companies that are recognizing those 401k education and programs are focusing on those who are just saving for retirement. There are so many other individuals who are 
worried about paycheck to paycheck and those unexpected costs and wanting to provide education and programs to support those individuals. Yeah, and for the younger workers coming out of college with huge debt, for example, newer mm-hmm. employees, that can cause a lot of stress as you're trying to get a, a job started or a career started. I was just thinking stress management, so this is all part of it, I guess. All part of it. Yeah. Community, liking where you live, feeling safe and having pride in your community. And I would add, obviously, being involved in your community in some some way where you're contributing meaningfully, obviously, to the extent that people are working together in a positive social environment. Companies can actually make a difference in communities because they can they can bring to bear to community causes the time and talent and networks that their employees have. And I think that's a really cool thing. And, and when we were talking about incentives, I think uh, some employers I've seen, they even will give a day off to engage in your own community-based event. Mm-hmm. And that has driven more interest and engagement by their employees because that's something they're passionate about and wanting to get involved in. So it's definitely a trend that employers are moving towards. Yeah, I think that's a really, really neat trend. And last, I mean, like you said, this is the one that was usually thought of first when, when talking about employee wellness, having good health and enough energy to get things done daily. Obviously, that's critical because if you don't have good health, it's really hard to have anything else, I would argue. Um, so you saved the obvious one for last. So I really like that slide. The, it's called the Well-Being Five, Purpose, Social, Financial, Community, Physical. So, Jen, you've been in this business for a while. You've seen things change a lot. What, what, what do you think the landscape um, in, in your area of expertise will look like 10, 12, 15 years from now? That's a fantastic question. I think I've seen such an evolution when it was really focusing on just risk management from a healthcare perspective, and now it's really trending towards how can we actually impact the business success from a strategic perspective. Mm -hmm. I see it continuing to move in that direction and even engaging with how do you train middle management and how do you onboard an employee to make sure they feel a part of the organization, and then they're more likely to engage in these other type of programs that we've been talking about. So I think it's been really a siloed initiative that's going to be more holistic in nature, not only from the well-being initiatives, but how is the employer really engaging and moving towards what I would say is a Google-type model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And Neil, how about your end, it, um, you know, in, in terms of um, on, on, on the health benefit side, I, I know obviously... Healthcare Reform Act has been extremely disruptive. I don't mean that necessarily negatively, but just in terms of change. What do you think that market's going to look like in 10, 10 years? Well, I think that on the on the large group market, which is what we're talking about really for most employers that are getting involved in this, is we're seeing a lot of uh, trend towards uh, using technology, private, private exchange models, mm-hmm. which we have our own private exchange at Hub International, um, tying in the, the health and performance, um, making it an all-encompassing program as opposed to it used to be just like you know medical insurance. Mm-hmm. You know now it's there's a lot more to it. Using uh, voluntary benefits that help uh, supplement uh, their benefits that gives the employee uh, the ability to to buy down to to lower cost plans such as high deductible mm-hmm. HSAs and things like that. That trend has has already kind of been going, and we we support it quite quite aggressively, and and I think that that's where we're headed. Interesting. We want to make sure our listeners can find you. So, um, Jen, how about you first? Um, the, the website, your email, phone number, whatever you want to shout out. Uh, anyone can contact to, to me. To any listener who yeah, wants to save exactly, $900 million. Exactly. $900 million. It's a bargain. Jennifer.Martinson at Hub International. Martinson with an E or no? With an E. e. Mm-hmm. Martin, S-E-N. Okay. All one word, Jennifer Martinson. Jennifer.martinson. Dot Martinson at hubinternational.com. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Neil? 
Yes, mine is similar. It's Neil with an E A L. <laughs> Staley, dot Staley, S T E H L Y, at hubinternational.com. And you could find him on iymoney.com as well. We got some cool on stuff. On the sponsor tab, and they'll be on our homepage all week, and you'll be able to hear this podcast all week as well. So, so Hub's been doing some cool stuff with acquisitions technology. What, what can you share about uh, what, what Hub might be doing over the next two, three, four, five years? Because I assume. Their plans to uh, dominate the world haven't changed. <laughs> well, we're kind of excited about it as as being in you know having that tool to ourselves. But basically, uh, they they've engaged a, a team uh, nationwide, invested in a, a team nationwide, an EB technology team that um, helps us implement uh, very robust uh, employee benefit um, delivery models through technology. Um, including uh, private exchange, which actually gives the employee the experience of buying the benefit and helping them make decisions on their benefits. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a great model, and uh, we we probably we feel like we're we're an early adopter mm-hmm. um, of a lot of those things. So and, it, and Neil, you're well. you're a professional speaker and an expert on uh, the ACA Healthcare Reform uh, Act, right? So you do a lot of speaking in that regard. I do, I do, I enjoy speaking on it. Uh, you know, it's always easy to sp- speak about something that you live every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yes, I actually even spoke at the Lombardi. You mentioned the ATP. Yeah, you spoke. Yeah. Neil, mm-hmm. Neil presented to Star before. Yes, I think his presentation at Star was totally irrelevant because Congress changed everything <laughs> yeah. like one hour before. Yeah. yeah, I said, forget everything you said. I lied. <laughs> exactly. It was too early on. Yeah. So, so, send out the memo. They got to get the memo, right? Yeah, yeah but, no, really. Uh, well, you know that. Really, are, you think any other huge changes are coming? I mean, I guess it depends who the next president might be. Things could change again, right? I, I'm. I. This is my opinion, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of changes, regardless. Of, of who's in the, in the White House, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because we're so the, the train has really left the well, stage. Plus, the yeah. Supreme Court ruling this past summer. Yeah, that um, makes a big difference. Yeah. And then uh, there will be some tweaks. There'll be some tweaks either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the, also, the incredible amount of investment by the insurance companies to actually comply with the law, turning back. <laughs> It's going to be very expensive, yeah. too. So, Well, you know, they fought Medicare when it, in the 60s, uh, tooth and nail. They didn't mm-hmm. want that, and mm-hmm. uh, LBJ got that it go, rolling in, mm-hmm. uh, in Congress. So uh, yeah. no one wants to give up their, you know, their, their Medicare at this point in time, yeah. right? Yeah, I just uh, think that— Of course, they're... a lot of these people, I hate socialized medicine, but I want my Medicare, so yeah. go figure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Neil Staley and Jen Martinson from— Jen, my... really appreciate it. Neil, yeah. too. Yeah, thanks for being Thank here. You. Richard Thank... Musio, great seeing you. And Dan Noon, congratulations on your engagement. Just getting engaged. His fiance's in there, Diana. Congratulations, best wishes to you. And anyway, thank you to Craig Blanky, our con executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. And next week, it's Lane Elliott with California Republic Bank. Keep your eyes on the Cubs. Anything else, Richard, in closing? We got 30 seconds. Go Chargers, huh? Go Chargers tomorrow. See what they do in Minnesota. They better win in Minnesota. Anyway, let's cool off uh, in a few days, folks, and we'll see you next time. And all these podcasts are at iymoney.com. Good night now.